Welcome back to another episode of the Street Alpha Podcast. I'm your host, Tooks. We don't have Josh here today. We have a little bit of a different setup, but I don't mind because I got a good friend of mine here. We have Steph from Mod to Fame. Yo, I, what's I would up, say clap it up, but uh, I guess you can clap it up, right? You got a what's going on? <laughs> How are you? You good? Yo, man, I'm good, brother. I'm happy that you're here because I can, I don't want to say finally, not to be really disrespectful, but um, you're the first person I actually kind of know more mm-hmm. so through um, cars and filming. So you know, you actually know what I do because you yeah. see me in, in the field. Yeah. Um, so you definitely have an appreciation for all of this and what's going on. So mm-hmm. you see it, you definitely know. So um, we're going to have some dope conversations today. Absolutely. We're talk about your early YouTube career before YouTube. Yeah. Right? The early days, the Porsche, the Hellcat, which was the per- uh, cheapest in the country at the time when you purchased it, right? Cheapo kitty for those that Cheap know. Cheapo kitty, right? Um, and we're going to talk about some other things that are pretty controversial in the car community. Sure. Like fitment, stance, all that kind of stuff. Okay. And we'll learn a lot from you because I know you know a lot. I know you know a lot. Um, but before we get into that, guys, make sure you guys hit that like button, subscribe. Um, and if you're listening, more importantly, keep listening. But if you're watching this, please make sure you guys are listening. Or even if you're not listening, just at least subscribe to all the streaming platforms so we can get our podcast higher in the ranks right now we're at 26 out of all automotive which is pretty impressive so far already tw- already 26 Yee. so i'm not really pushing or promoting um so much to streaming platforms but if it's already at 26 i feel like there's definitely a lot more room to grow dude and i feel like i feel like right now we're on the right track so i definitely appreciate those who are watching and those who are listening keep listening keep supporting i really appreciate you guys we're gonna get to let's, we're gonna uh, get to the interview let's but before we even get started bro I really appreciate what you're doing here. I really appreciate what you're doing for the community, man. And the reason why it is where it is already is because you struck a nerve. There was a a space and opportunity, and you jumped right in the middle of it. So this is out of here, man. This is out of here. Trust me, brother. I mean, I try to stay humble with this stuff because um, I've had other ideas that I've executed, and they went well, but I kind of fell off after a while, and I, I find that I get bored with things. But this, it's not so focused on Tooks. It's more about the guest. And I'm also learning while I'm doing this. So there's a lot of transparency with this. And I think that a lot of other podcasts, or if they tried to start a podcast, um, they focus it on them. And it's much bigger than that. It's more about the car community, for me personally, Mm -hmm. and putting New York on the map more so. Because everybody wants to do things for New York. But um, to me, I see this as an opportunity for us to actually win and put new york on the map so it's not just about me guys it's definitely about everybody in the community and um even though i'm from long island it still counts as new york right it may not be the city <laughs> but it's still it's still new york yeah so um i appreciate you coming down bro and thank you for your kind words for sure um so let's get into early days we had a little a little bit of a conversation before yep. about how you were before youtube yeah. so you started your youtube channel six years ago yes right? 2017 2017 so how did you get into cars? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> exactly. right, so, Might be uh, a long story. I'm going to try to run a very long story because I'm old. I'm going to run a long story. You ain't old, man. Sh- bro. You ain't old. I used to be young, bro. I ain't that no more. Anyway. You, you in your 30s, right? I'm still in my 30s. Okay. So but I'm old. I'm old. Even if you're 40, bro, it, it don't matter. I think you, you, so to, to, to condense it down, um, I'm going to shorten this down as much as possible. Okay. But uh, my introduction to cars... Um, started with my pops. Um, my pops was 
always like keeping the car super clean, super nice, you know, uh, had as little as a Volkswagen Rabbit with a five speed in it. Oh, wow. Um, and as much as a Porsche 944 Turbo. Right. Yeah. So this was my introduction into cars, not to mention my grandfather always kept a fresh Benz. Oh, oh yeah. Wait, uh, are you Haitian? Nah, man. I'm what? American, born and raised. Oh, okay, okay. Born okay. and raised uh, American. My family's from the South. So now nah, my lineage is cotton picking. <laughs> Yo, same. <laughs> I'm, I'm not Haitian or Jamaican. I'm just yeah, saying I'm the same. Lineage, so, yeah. But I grew up in Brooklyn. So, okay. you know, I'm all of those things. Right. Because of my, my Brooklyn origins, I had friends from all different parts of the Caribbean, you know, growing up in Brooklyn. Okay. But uh, uh, my grandfather kept a fresh Benz. And uh, funny story. My grandfather would turn off of Myrtle Avenue onto Troop, for those that know, know. Um, and on the way to the cleaners or to run the errand, it was always this one street where he would hit it. And he would get up to about 40 miles an hour, and he'd be like, woohoo! You, you feel that, boy? You feel that? So that was, that was my introduction into, uh, into cars. And my dad, um, you know, thank God, you know, statute of limitation. I'm old now, but when I was young, and the 944 Turbo, being on Linden Boulevard, racing, you know, whether it was a Starion Conquest or racing a 300ZX at the time, oh, or whatever the case may be, I was in the back waving as we went by, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that car was a stick too. Um, so reading Performance Magazine and my dad always looking at a chip in the back on how he going to chip his Porsche. He never actually did it, but <laughs> it was just you know? the, 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 the aspirations right, right, right. of things of, you know, making it better, faster. Cause I think he won he lost like one race and uh, he started looking in the back of that magazine ever since. One race where? On Linden Boulevard. Really? I, I'm born and raised in Brooklyn. That's oh, where Linden, I, that's where they used to go down at? So back in the day, it was, um, it was actually uh, in Starright City okay. um, uh, or the Bronx, uh, Hunts Point. Um, or if you came over to uh, Newark, yeah. it was AFP. So damn. It was, um, you know, it was all those different places. And my, when I first got a car, I went to each and every one of them because I wasn't into nothing else. I yeah. just always loved cars. So even when I had a slow car, I remember, you know, just taking you across right, the history. Right. My first car was a hand-me-down from my brother. Um, what was it? A 95 Honda Accord EXL. Sunroof, 95? Sunroof and leather. Okay. Bordeaux Red Pearl was the color. Gray sunroof interior. Sunroof and leather. Yep. That's um, like the fully loaded model, no? Fully loaded. But yeah. I said EXL with the leathers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's fully loaded. <laughs> Sunroof and leathers in the VTEC, though. EX, VTEC, LX yeah. wasn't VTEC. EX was VTEC. Right. Um, my brother left behind a DC Sports intake on there for me. DC so, Sports. I remember DC Sports. Mm -hmm, they had the mm -hmm. headers, too, right? They had headers. They had exhaust, all of that. And uh, the car was loud and didn't go nowhere. But <laughs> you talking about a 17-year-old kid. To what me, year was this, though? What year is this? <clears throat> This was 2001 or one. One. I was in fifth grade. Yeah, I was in high school. That was. I told yeah. you I'm old. Told nah, you you're I'm not, old. bro. Oh, one. You good? You good? I was 17 years old. Um, worked my ass one. off. Got my first set of 17 inch rims. When I turned 18, I got my first set of 18 inch rims. Um, because at the time, looking good was more important than anything else. Yeah, yeah. Um, that and Beats. So I had subs in the trunk. I had Alpine um, amps and 15-inch uh, <clears throat> subs at the time. Took that was the around Fast and Furious, right? The first one came out, and that's what inspired all that, right? This is where my story is about to come in. Oh, uh, okay, the okay. The first Fast and Furious drop 
I went to the to the uh, movie theater on Linden Boulevard, yeah. Linden Plex or whatever it's called. Anyway, went to that movie. Everybody's leaving the movie theater in their cars. And um, I get out onto Linden Boulevard. I step on the grrr, like all the noise, car not moving. We get to a red light on this side. I don't even know what the car was that pulled up on this side. But on this side pulled up an Acura Legend Red Coupe. Six-speed uh-uh. GS uh, hammerhead wheels, that, that style. Bro, light turned green. Everybody knew. We just left Fast and Furious, the first one. You know what I'm saying? Oh Everybody mad it. Me and this other car, I don't even remember what it was. It wasn't important. No, maybe it was another Honda or something. But that legend killed us. Gone. <laughs> I was like, yo, what is that? You're talking about 17-year-old Steph. Yeah. That, was, that car at the time was, what, $40,000? You know what I'm saying? Acura is pricey, man. It was expensive, man. You know what I'm saying? And he was going on me. So, you know, after that, I, I think I kind of gave up thinking my car was fast. <laughs> um, after that, I got a Toyota Avalon. 97. Avalon, yeah, Avalon. 97 Toyota Avalon because my uh, Honda got stolen, of course. I went out one night, um, came back, parked in front of my grandfather's church, bro. It got stolen from in front of my grandfather's church in Bed-Stuy. Um, that car got stolen, then got to have Honda Avalon. That car got stolen after I put TVs in it. Um, my Damn. subs, rim, deep dish rims, chrome, of course, because yeah. back then, right? You know, was chrome popular. was where it was at. Um, after that, I got my first introduction into the VIP scene. Before okay. VIP came to the US, I was VIP. I had a big body Lexus LS400. So, VIP is what exactly? I see, I might be a little too young for that. <laughs> so VIP at the time was a big um, thing in Japan where this was before stance was stance. Ah. This is when um, you had a big body, most of the time dark color car yeah. um, with a JDM body kit like walled or junction produce or something along right. those lines. So that's what I came up in. Um, Every dollar that I had went into this Lexus, making it fly. I got my first set of three-piece wheels. Uh, they were symbolic wheels <laughs> at the time um after that i had my hand-me-down brothers iforge on there this was when iforge was kind of new as yeah. well this is when staggered wheels first drop really nobody has staggered wheels yet all so wheels used to be square 20 setup? by eight and a half all the way around you know my brother blessed me with a set my symbolics were staggered but i think they were like eight and a half nine and a half my brother blessed me with the nine and ten and a halves and we talk about 2004, 2003, 2004. Most of those cars were, were like, they didn't have flares, right, on the, nah. on the quarter. So it was just all square bodies. Basically. So this was before fender rollers that you that I knew you could buy a fender yeah, roller. Yeah. So everything was, you put tape on the back, you warm up the fenders real good. What? You put tape on the fenders, and you, you put the bat in between your tire and your oh, fender. Oh, wow. Yeah, and you yeah. roll the bat to, to roll your fenders. This is, I mean, I you talk talking about, about yeah. but you talking about a young kid, you know what I'm saying? Right. And doing whatever I could on the budget that I had. Just to make it work. But that car actually ended up being really, like, fly. It ended up in um, Rod's Magazine um, oh. for being a VIP build. Right. It ended up with a walled body kit. I painted the car BMW M3 carbon black at the time. Um, the car had a, uh, I used to ride down Nostrand Avenue with a seven inch TV as my rear view mirror with a camera going out the back so I could see behind me and then a 15 inch flip down out of the roof. And I used to ride around my, my sub, my box was made out of ostrich skin. 
<laughs> All right, bro. <laughs> I was, was crazy. So this ostrich was, skin. This was hot important nights days. This was when Funk Flex had a car show. This is oh um, you know man. He used to have the um the the Magnums the the Dodge. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that around before, that time or before? That's when that was before, that was before that. that when he used to have like the Ford Expeditions and all that stuff. Okay, yeah, that was like the that was like the the car that I remember growing yeah, up was yeah. that era. So that was that was my 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 life as a getting into the car scene you know building cars i mean i traveled with that car to car shows whether it was boston or you know a big lexus events at at atlanta roadway and stuff like that um that car really really uh helped me to gain footing and notoriety in the car community um and then (laughs) i don't know what happened but i was i think i was hanging out with some of my boys and they was buying Bentley's Lex uh Bentley's Mercedes CL500 shout to shout the Fox and Paul um introducing me to these extremely expensive cars yeah. that at the time I couldn't afford they were older than me or whatever you know right. getting to the money I wasn't like that just yet I mean I had a day job right. or whatever but I wasn't hitting like that so I'm like how can I get on how can I ride with them and still garner the attention how do I fit in yeah yeah and introducing i figured out that a white corvette that the top came off of would do the job bro i bought a c5 corvette and the tables turned for me ever since then um i've always been in the looks but then i got introduced to speed to performance so as as a young like kid how were you able to keep up with the car parts and (laughs) <laughs> Let me tell you something, bro. As long as I moved out of my parents' house when I was 19, so I was young okay. when I moved out. So I did have rent. Uh, I had my boy Rob, me and him moved out together, <laughs> and we went out to take on the world. We thought we was going to be able to hang out every day, all day. Yeah. We ended up with 12 hour shift jobs. Oh, so you know what I'm saying? To make. Working. Yeah, I've always been working. I, I was working when I was. When I was 15, I had two jobs. Um, my my aunt got me on at American Express as a as an intern uh, during American the summer. American Express, yeah, bro. Damn. Let me tell you, bro. It's 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 always who you know. It's right. not necessarily who what you know. You know. 100%. So, and then at night I would work at Dunkin' Donuts, and that's how I was able to afford taking over my brother's hand-me-down Honda because oh, I worked. You know what I'm saying? Bought my first bicycle myself, everything. Broke my arm myself on that bicycle, which I still got scars for right now. <laughs> but I've just always been that way. I've always wanted what I wanted, and I wanted to be able to get whatever I wanted. But, you know, fast forward to, you know, jumping in the speed, C5 right. Corvette. That car ended up with nitrous on it. I ended up blowing my first engine. That's the first thing you did to it? The first thing I did, nah. You got, I had the floss first. Okay. I had the floors first. All right. So the first thing I did was put a set of twenties on it. <laughs> Some staggered twenties. Uh, okay. So that car, <laughs> those cars had adjustable suspension. A um, stock? They they on leaf springs. So because they're on leaf springs, the leaf spring sits on bolts. Explain what leaf springs are. So leaf springs is what generally comes in work trucks, dump trucks, pickup trucks. Okay. Um, and it's this. It looks like literally, a, a piece of steel, like a long piece of steel. That is in the front and the rear. Right. Corvettes are on leaf springs all the way up until the C8. They kept leaf springs. So they had shocks in these leafs. The good thing about those leaf springs, they sat on bolts. I removed the bolts in the front so that the leaf spring would go as low as it could. 
and I got longer bolts for the back to extend the leaf down. Right. And that car was dumped. It was on the floor, on 20s. I was basically tucking tire in a sports car. That That's something you didn't see before. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So is it like something that is a bad thing for, the, for, for a Corvette to have least horrible? Or? No, no, no. Okay. So yes and no. Yes and no. For performance, um, I mean. Is it so a Porsches are horrible for having the engine behind the rear tires. Right. That is a horrible design, horrible concept. But because they've been doing it since the Stone Age, they figured out how to make that work for them. Corvette is the same way. It's had leaf springs forever. Right. But the C7 ZR1 is one of the best handling cars in the world. To this day. C7 ZR1, yep. C7 Z06, C6 Z06, track monster. That is really? a track. You want a fast track car? C6 Z06, very little work, little bit of suspension work. And I'm not talking about, I'm talking about like, you know, sway bars and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not yeah. even talking about taking off the leaf springs. Monster. So they take old technology and they make it better and they make it work. Porsche did it. Corvette did it. So yeah. I never, I never knew that. So I'm not an American guy. Like, it's okay. You know, uh, but you, that was your, that was like your segue into that, basically, for the most part. That was part, the right? only, the C5 was the only way I was going to be able to ride around. That's what I'm saying. That was the only way I was going to be able to ride around with guys driving $150,000 cars. Yeah. And for me to look like I belong. It was, right. Corvettes, to me, have always been the barrier of entry to, if you want to fake it till you make it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's it. But it changed for me. It changed from trying to fake it till I make it yeah. to, wow, this is a fast car. So some of my other boys went on to buy Lambos and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, I got to make my Corvette be able to run with them. So I added nitrous. And we out on Cross Bay Boulevard, 1 o'clock in the morning, and I'm racing Lambos, M6s, everything in an 01 C5 Corvette. You know what I'm saying? How'd and taking do? them down oh, was, okay. with nothing but a 100 shot. But it's because those cars, that's what they do. They give you speed for the budget. Yeah. You can't touch American cars when it comes to speed on a budget. Can't touch them. Talk to me. <laughs> no, 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 talk to me. Talk to me. I can't. Talk look, to me. I'm supposed to be neutral, man. Don't I be can't. neutral. <laughs> no, Don't I be can't. neutral. Because so there's no one on the other side of you yeah. to, to, to debate. Okay. But bring so, up the facts that you know. Well, all right. So I'm not going to bring up any facts, okay? But what I'm going to ask is, I'm going to play it safe here. Go ahead. Does that still apply today? That still applies to this day. So Value for dollar. Value for dollar. Value for dollar. American cars kill everything else in straight line speed. Straight line speed. Okay. And so what is Even in track speed now. Track speed, which actually is pretty impressive. I, I never knew yeah. that. Um, most you, buy, you, buy, you buy a Camaro. And you want to go racing at the track? Yeah. You can dominate at the track with a Camaro. Dominate. That alpha platform? Yeah. Dominate. I mean, dominate. Look, you, look, I'm not <laughs> I'm not here to compete with you, brother. Shit, I got a Supra. So, I, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not. You got a BMW. I have a BMW. Me correct. too. I have a BMW. But same with you. How you got into the Corvette. I was a Honda guy. Yeah. So, I got into this car. And it's a BMW. Yeah. So I have a higher appreciation for BMWs because of how much you can put into them and make power like for cheap. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. So my car, 
I could make 500 horsepower. So for 500 horsepower in an S2000, for me to make that, yeah. probably about like $10,000 back yeah. then, maybe like eight, nine years ago. Yeah. But now if I get a downpipe and a tune, downpipe is what, 300 bucks, yeah. tune, $500, can make 500 horsepower. Thank God for emissions. Emissions? Emissions. Explain. Government emissions made factories have to go away from big, lazy, naturally aspirated motors to everything being turbo. Everything, even F, I think, I believe F1 is now no longer like. Yeah. V, so VF. because it's turbo, that's what makes it possible to put a downpipe in tune and pick up 80 to 100 wheel horsepower. It's more efficient. Yeah. I'm assuming. So also. that was the positive uh, benefit of, you know, regulations and emissions. But now we're not even, we're, they're going completely away from that and doing everything electric now. It seems like they're doing more EV stuff. It'll now. be a long time. It'll be a long you time. You think so? It'll be a long time before that actually takes. We don't have the infrastructure right now in place, but I, I don't want to get political. I, I don't want to no, get political. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. But you're supposed to be telling me another opinion based on how I told you value for dollar, you cannot beat American cause in a straight line. Value I, for dollar. I, I feel that. Give me something. I, I, feel, like a a, I feel like the B58, the BMW platform is. Pretty. Give me the cheapest B fifty eight car. Probably, I can't say the cheapest fifty. Mine's fifty fifty k. Give me. I'm telling you. I'm challenging you. Give me the cheapest car that comes. How much is a how much is a Corvette? I'm not asking you that. I'm asking you how much is a Corvette. I'm not asking you that too. (laughs) I get it. I want to. Can you answer my question? I'm gonna answer your question in a minute. Go ahead. How much is a Corvette? I'm not talking about a Corvette. I said. said, I said. You said American. American. American period. American period. I can't argue because I don't, like I said, I'm not an American. I can't. All right, but can we go through the exercise? Sure, let's go through the exercise. Cheapest B58 car. With the new B58, not the old one because. No Gen, no Gen 1, no like 340s? Yeah, G- I mean, Gen 1, sure. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. But the, the no N55, no N54, uh, B58. B58. Okay, give me the cheapest B58. I would say around brand new or no? No, it, it could be used. Probably like 30,000, 30, 30, 30, maybe. 30,000. So 30,000. And how much power can you make with $10,000? 10 bands? 10 bands. How much power can you make consistently, reliably? Okay. So Not B- one dyno pull. Nah, hold on. B58s are actually very reliable. Yeah, but the rest of the car around it. You got an old BMW now. <sighs> Guys, whoever's listening to this, look. Drop it in the comments. Look, I'm gonna just stop this. No, no, because no, no, no. no I, because I may, I may be wrong. I don't know. I might right, be wrong. Right. From my from my understanding, right. it may be thirty thousand dollars right. for a B fifty eight, the cheap, right. cheapest one, right? But for ten thousand dollars, how much power can you make? Yeah. I would say seven hundred, seven eight hundred horsepower. Seven or eight. That's a Around big there. Difference. Stock trends gonna hold. No, so stop. So ten thousand, you can't make seven hundred. So six, give me anyway. The transmission ten thousand. This will go down a rabbit hole that we don't want to go down. Let me make a statement. Okay. A clear and utter statement. BMWs are not race cars. Uh, that's, that's a fair. That's a fair statement. That's it. I have a BMW. They're not race cars. They are. They have recently became. Pretty fast. The B58 gave them an introduction into being fast. Um, Historically, they have not been like what we call fast today. There was no 
eight Back second. Then, yeah. There was no eight second BMWs. Now B fifty eight to get an eight second BMW today, you know what you gotta spend? You a buck, me? easy. If eight somebody seconds. else is doing the work, if you paying somebody to do the work, drop your car off at my man Merrick, uh, 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 MMP. Drop it off to see him, and give just say yo, I want to run an eight second pass. Do everything you got to do and get a bill from him. That bill is gonna be no less than eighty thousand dollars. You know what you gotta? How you know what you gotta spend to run eight seconds in a Hellcat? See, this is what I want to know. This you know I'm what you gotta spend to run eight seconds in a Hellcat? What does it run stock? Stock uh, on a tire, a Charger, Challenger, Hellcat. I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna go Halo Glory passes because they dip into the tens. Halo Glory, okay. perfect negative DA, yeah, all that good stuff. They can dip, you know. But most of the time around eleven two, eleven two stock. Yeah, I told you, American cars have Impressive. always been the key. American cars been spanking foreigns forever. When you go to the drag strip, that's why you see all American cars that are fast. When you yeah. see the, the gamblers, when you see the big no-time races, they're all American cars because that's what's fast. Yeah, no, I'm, look, they are fast cars. I never said anything <laughs> about that. I'm not, I'm not even – I'm sure people are going to be saying whatever, you know what I'm saying? But so I, I can't say I am impressed where BMW has finally gotten to. Um, because guys always have been walking around with an S on HS, like, I got an M. And that never really meant anything. You know what I'm saying? To me. Not in speed, because right. I've always had a faster car right. than them. I remember when I first got my Hellcat. Uh, this is my car, bone stock. By the way, can we reinforce the fact that my car is a three-pedal car? It's a manual. I'm driving that shit. It's not an automatic. It's not, you know what I mean, a ZF8 yeah. speed. It's, <laughs> it's me. Which is, which is a, a fabulous transmission, by the way. It's, the, the ZF is a, a fabulous transmission, that's brother. What I you know it's the same transmission that's in Hellcats and all that, right? Well, actually, Hellcats have a better transmission. Your transmission is an HP70. No, yep. yours is an HP70. Hellcats are HP90s. So right. they're, they're stronger, better, whatever the case may be. I mean, they should be because it's, They should be. It's yeah. more power. They got to be able to right. hold it, right? Um, that being said, my car is bone stock, right? Mm -hmm. Bro, every race I was having with BMWs, whatever the case may be, they were all tuned, downpipe, gas, everything. My yeah. car is completely stock in a manual. And again, I got to shout to my brothers in the Bronx, um, <laughs> Merrick, Pepper. These guys, they were struggling, bro. When was this, though? This is when I first got my car. I first okay. got my car in 20. 18 late 18 right yeah based on your based on your video on youtube yeah. you can oh by the way this is documented this is not me talking yeah, yeah that's the beautiful thing about me doing what i've done for the last six years everything that i'm saying right now you can go back and find the video for it yeah you know i'm saying you can that's you would think that at the time everybody would think that it's no way that a, a, a dude with a stock car on street tires street tires no stickies no triple eight r's nothing Street Tires is running these dudes, bro. When the M5 first dropped, the F90, yeah, Dylan got one. Silver, we ran. I beat him. Stock, complete with a with a manual, my guy. But he was bone stock. Nah, they put like a. I think they did like an exhaust on it or whatever the case may be. But yeah. say whatever you want. If you tell a kid that loves BMWs that a dude with a 
15 Hellcat is about to race a 2019 BMW M5, they're going to think I'm going to lose, especially if it's a stick. M5 is a cheat code, though. That car is really fast if you start putting some money into it. Just saying. It so is. fast is relative, bro. <laughs> fast is I'm relative. just saying. That's a quick fast car. Okay, relative. I get it quick. Whatever, however quick. you want to. It's quick. a quick car. My Panamera Turbo was quick. It's a quick car. My Panamera Turbo is a quick car, and that's what I respect it as. I respect it as a quick car. It's not a fast car. I think, I think differently about that. Those are quick cars? Panamera Turbos? Yeah. Yeah, they're quick. Really? Yeah, my car runs like 10 nines. It's quick. So what's the difference between quick and fast when it comes to cars? So it depends, right? If we talk about today's time period. Well, your, your time period from when you started. Oh, yeah. so I thought I was fast. I thought I was fast. Barely clipping an 11-second pass. I thought I was fast, bro. But there's always been another league, right? There's always been levels in everything, bro. In right. everything in life, there's levels. There's somebody that's a guy who makes you know, $150,000 a year that thinks he's rich. And then there's another guy who makes $150,000 a month that's laughing at him. Yeah. That is everything. And in racing, that exists as well. I, I watch people argue on the internet all day long, and they argue and they got 11-second cars about who's slow and who's dead. Y'all all dead. <laughs> y'all all slow. <laughs> all of y'all, every last one of y'all are yeah. slow, right? You know what I'm saying? There are very few cars that are legit, like by today's standard, right. fast cars. Okay, so what is the difference? Because you mentioned ET times, right? Sure. But you said it. Any, I, I, I'm going to give quick you a better fast. one. I'm going to give you a better one that anyone can do. If you want to know if you're fast, go to Amazon, drop 150 or $200, get yourself a draggy, right? Because okay. anybody can do this, right. right? Throw it in your car, turn it on, yep. go out. And if your car don't do digs, cool, whatever. You can't really do digs on the street. But go out, you know, 6 a.m., 5 in the morning, nobody's outside. And just run your car 60 to 130. 60 to 130. That's a measurement that I like to use because I like to roll race. For fast or quick? For, for, for all levels. I actually created, okay. I actually created a list. Um, it's all the different levels by time. Okay. But in my opinion, anything faster than anything faster than anything in the fours and below. That's a fast car. 60 to 130. In the fours and below, that's a fast car. Okay, I like this. Anything, like this. anything in the sixes to sevens, that's a, that's a decently quick car. That's a, that's a pretty quick car. Anything in the eights is quick. Anything in the eights, high nines, I mean low, low nines, quick. Anything beyond that is slow. So basically, it's the stages of how fast your car is, I guess, because quick yeah. is slower technically and fast is just fast. Fast is fast. Okay. Fast is fast. And you know what? It's all, it all comes down to money at the end of the day. You either got it or you don't. Does it, what about Money driver? and education. No driver? Of course, but you, learn, you can learn to drive your car. Your car is either fast or not. If I put a driver that can drive it and it yeah. goes fast, it's fast. The car itself is fast or not. Some people think that yeah, I mean, I agree. The comments do say that. In a heads-up race, the driver really comes into play. But if you just want to know if a car is fast, it's fast. Or not. So it's based on the potential of the car, basically it's how the much car. money you to put me. into it. It's the car. Okay, so what's your 60 to 130 in the Hellcat? Fastest I've ever been is a 4.6. Oh, so manual, manual car. Yeah. Manual car, 18-inch um, wheels on it, 
No 17s, no 15s. On the street, no prep. Okay. Rolling into it from 40. Rolling into it from about 50. So no prep, none of that. Uh, it's funny because I have guys that always try to challenge my numbers. And when I look at their graph, they, their, their, their acceleration looks like a rainbow. Um, what it is is Draggy gives you different accesses, yeah. uh, acceleration. And this is boring stuff, technical stuff. All I can tell is that they was on a track with glue. And your car's going to be faster if you're moving from zero with glue, carrying that momentum, than me starting rolling in from 50, trying to fight for traction on a non-prep surface on a regular road. And my car's still faster than this. So let me ask you a question. You can do a 60 to 130 from a dig because it'll just track, it'll track whatever yeah. going up to 130. Once so you cross six, it'll just... It'll start, right. it'll start logging. So or. you got to think about it. If your 60 foot is a 1.4, think about the G-force you're carrying passing 60 mile an hour. Right. Whereas me, I'm building up speed, getting to that, right? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Cause that, so is there a difference if you're rolling or starting from a dig with no prep? It depends. If you, if you hook, if you dead hook from a start, you're yeah. going to carry that momentum. And it's going to carry you. The past, the speed, or whatever right. the case may be. Because you said but, no prep, so that's why I was like, wait, if you're rolling right. from a 60 to But to me, measurements of fast consist of either, if you're a drag racer, yeah. to me, once you cross into that mid to low nine-second territory, like below nine and a half, that's a fast car. Nine and a half below, yeah. that's a fast car. And even okay. if you run a nine-second pass, if you run a nine... If you run a 9.5 on a track, your 60 to 130 more than likely is going to be in the low fives. Now, how, how important is your... Hold on, you your... heard that, right? <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> so how important is your 60 foot then in order to run that EC? Everything. Drag okay. racing is not necessarily... Uh, drag racing is not necessarily um, how much power you have or whatever the case may be is all what your car does in the first 300 feet in the first 300 feet okay. after the first 300 feet it's determined what your et is going to be pretty right. much you know what i'm saying okay so if you have a very slow 60 foot then you are going to have a much slower time than what you could have had and you can't even make up for that halfway down the track let's say if you spin off not from line. what you could have done no right you, you can't recover that drag racing is all about what happens within the first 300 feet so that 60 foot is everything then basically in drag first, racing yeah yeah getting getting that car off the line and that's what drag racing is right drag racing is the launch everything is in the launch 100 percent. and putting the power down to the ground and getting the power down yeah which is the launch again right, right. it's the launch interesting okay so i'm learning I'm learning a lot today. 100%. A lot today. 100%. I mean, I have an idea of all this stuff, but I'm not really a drag racer. And I'm sure people who watch this are in I'm not a drag racer either. Right, but, but you know I know it well. It. Right, you know I know well. it well because when you do what I've done for the last six years, which is building an audience to almost 200,000 subscribers. Which we'll get to in a second. Okay, cool. <laughs> when talking about racing specifically, you know what I'm saying? I had to, I had to learn how to do it all. So, yes, I... I'm very good on the light. Yeah. I cut very good times on the light, and I know how to get a car moving. That's awesome. Yeah, so a lot of this is experience, basically, too. 100%. A lot of YouTube University or no? 
So, <laughs> all right, cool. So we about to start another fight in here. <laughs> well, hey, you Big can YouTube learn some stuff on YouTube. You can type in, right. I'm sure you can type in yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and learn how to, there's know. different types of YouTubers. There's YouTubers who really do this. Okay. And then there's YouTubers who call they call a thousand horsepower with very minimal mods. Well, if it's a thousand horsepower, then it's a thousand horsepower, no? I mean, I guess if the title of the video said it right. <laughs> so what if they won the dyno and, and hit a thousand? They technically have a thousand horsepower. All right, cool. That's not minimal mods. There's no cheap, fast, easy way to one thousand wheel horsepower. No, that definitely is not. Even if it's in no car. Yeah. In no. no car is it a cheap, fast way to one thousand horsepower? Except for a Tesla Plaid. Okay. Which makes about eleven hundred. But they that's not a cheap option, though. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, for, you bought for it for the power, right? Right. Right. But besides that, there are no. Like easy ways to a thousand right. horsepower. So I don't want to get back into the. I don't want to get into like the whole title and clickbait stuff on YouTube. But what I do want to get into is how you started on YouTube and what made you want to start documenting your early uh, car journey. So initially, I started doing YouTube um, because I've been doing cars a long time. Right. And I've had many, many different iterations of doing cars, many different stages in life, but I've never documented it. So I don't have anything to show for it. I never had a diary or anything that I can look back at and say, yeah. this is what I did. So initially I started it because one, I didn't see anyone in my city doing it. I didn't see anyone in the tri-state doing automotive YouTube vlog style and yeah. really no cars. I've, I know cars. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to be able to just have that for myself. And if it never blew up, I was okay with it. Right. I actually made videos for a full year before I had a, 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 a video that went over 10,000 views. That's what most people don't understand about YouTube is mm -hmm. that it takes time. Yeah. Now, some people maybe if you have a certain type of niche that you're hitting where nobody's doing it and yeah. it's executed in a way where it's like, oh, this nobody's doing this, not only in a niche, but only in the space of YouTube, mm -hmm. then there's a higher chance of you blowing up. But then again, when you started, um, it was kind of hard to market and put yeah. people to YouTube. Yeah. Now you can have different outlets like TikTok, Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, you could use Facebook too, but um, it's just, everything is a lot more like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like they all tie into each other. Mm -hmm. So it does take a lot of time to start a YouTube channel. But if you started for the reasons that you started it, or if you started for the right reasons, you don't think about that stuff. Exactly. You know? um, so for me, it was just more about I want to I want to do something that I, I see just like you. Right. Right. You're I told you, you right in the middle of where there was a need. I yeah. saw the need. So I jumped into it. But you, like did. I, you did see the need. But like I said, <laughs> I didn't care whether it blew up or not. It was just. I started it for me. Right. Plus, I didn't know what the value of blowing up on YouTube was. I did. I came onto YouTube with a Porsche. I came onto YouTube with a car that stickers one hundred and fifty-two thousand dollars. So it wasn't YouTube that I was looking for right. to gain monetization or whatever. I didn't know about that stuff. I literally just wanted to document like what I would be doing in my journey right. because I had a very the couple of years prior. I had a very, very, very low moments in my life where everything that I had, I lost. I lost everything. So as I began to regain it, I'm like, I'm not gonna miss this opportunity. 
I'm going to always be able to look back at it. I'm going to be able to show my kids yeah. what I was able to do. You know, by the time they get old, older, I'm going to be old. Daddy ain't going to be cool no more. <laughs> but <laughs> one day yeah. they'll be able to look and see the things that dad did. Yeah. I'm in a very similar situation coming mm-hmm. out of like a six, seven month depression. And then this idea you, was already executed. God bless. I started it, shelved it because I couldn't be consistent with it. Yeah. And then something just like said, like, I should need to put this out because I feel Actually, you know what happened? You hit me up. And then when you said that, I was like, damn. About the news thing? Yeah. My God. But because you said that, it made me realize, like, people are looking for something, but nobody knows how to execute it the right way yet. Yes. So before somebody comes in and takes over and does it the wrong way or maybe not the way I want to do it, let me just put the episodes out and then start really executing. Let me tell you something, bro. um, something that I've uh, that I learned through my really really down time and down when I thought it was all over. Yeah. You know when you go from being quote unquote in this community, kind of the man. I was the man before Instagram. You know what I'm saying? In the car community, whatever. Yeah. I've always been a, a influential person influential. in the like New York kind of car community area. People always knew who I was because who I was associated with. Right. My brother paved the way for me. You know what I'm saying? So I've always been able to, you know, be out there. So when all of that went to hell, you know what I'm saying? And I lost everything and I had to go move back in with my parents. You know what I'm saying? You talking about somebody who left the house when they was 19 and was able to do it all. And then I risked it all and I lost it all. Right. But one thing that my my mom is a preacher. My dad is a preacher. My grandfather, I told you, he was a preacher at his church on Myrtle Avenue. And something that they always would say is, your gift will make room for you. You know what I'm saying? So in the case of my YouTube and stuff like that, although I didn't look to become what my YouTube became, my gift made room for me. So you said that when I reached out to you and I told you about an idea I was having. Yeah. You know what I mean? That spark that you needed to drop this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and no, it's 100%. already moving, bro. I'm, yo, bro. You have a YouTuber sitting here with you that has almost two hundred thousand subscribers. Know, bro. You have a person that is sitting with you that people know me from the ages of fifty something years old being in this car community down to twenty something year old in this car community. Yeah, and I saw the value in what you're doing here. Your gift is making room for you. Appreciate that. Appreciate it. So I think that we can both learn from this, and anybody else can learn from this. Is that if you have an idea, um, don't sleep on it. Definitely execute Facts. it because somebody else will take your idea or somebody else is thinking about what you're already thinking about. And I got to correct you on that. Yeah. Can't nobody take your idea. Nobody can. The reason take why idea, nobody right. can't take your idea is because nobody's going to do it the way you do it. Correct. People been doing YouTube. Yeah. But that didn't stop me from coming up in it. That's a fact. Been doing it, but they wasn't doing what I was doing. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I don't mind. I will tell everybody every idea I have in my head because they can't do it the way I'm going to do it. I can yeah. come behind them five years later, smack fire out of them, <laughs> dominate them five years later because I'm going to do it the way I do it. Right. No, I think I, you're 100% right. Um, for me, I just, I don't like to, like you have that confidence. For me, I just try to not sound or come across cocky. Not saying you're coming across cocky, but I can come across very arrogant sometimes if, I have that kind of confidence. So for me, I just like to stay quiet and just work. 
you know, because I don't want people to get the wrong idea about if if how you doing. feel about what you're doing, yeah, is making other people uncomfortable. It is already, but then okay. move away from them. Yeah, those Why? are not the right people. I'm stay in my own because lane. everything that you tell me you want to do, I'm gonna celebrate you. I'm gonna encourage you, and I'm gonna see what I could do to help you. Appreciate that. So just move away from them. If yeah. they, it's not their, they them calling you cocky is just their discomfort. That's true. Forget them. I'm learning a lot today. Not <laughs> about cars. This ain't even supposed <laughs> about to be life. about this, right? This no, it doesn't matter. To be about this, but I mean, I, I actually, it, I think it's so. A lot of the conversations before have been more just like, "What is this? What's that? Where are you from? What's your first car?" But I feel like there's a lot more value that can be added to this podcast, yeah. and those little small conversations in between mm-hmm. definitely help. So I think it's um, more relatable. I think to, the difference is we both come from a media background. Yeah. So we understand. It's not as stoic. Right. It's not as I ask you a question, I give you answer. Yeah, yeah. Like like me and you that's can what I'm just, saying. That's we what I said can just in the have a conversation. We both understand each We're other. We're both creators. Um, so now, when you started YouTube, yeah, who were you looking at? Because you had to find you had to find some of inspiration. Course. I was looking at everything. When fresh I tell kicks? you, huh? Were you looking at Fresh Kicks? I didn't know Fresh Kicks existed. Really? I didn't. And I wish I would have, but I didn't know he existed. But because I wasn't looking at JDM cars anymore, oh, I had left okay. that scene alone. Right. And it was I was trying to level up and I was trying to, you know, have it all. And all that. I wasn't really looking at that. So that wasn't in my niche. So the algorithm did not serve me that. Mm. So um, I don't even remember how I found Fresh Kicks, but I very much appreciate um, his content. Yeah, he was he's really known for doing this for a long time. Yeah. But six years ago, I don't even know any. I can't even think of anybody else. So who was I? Who was I watching six years ago? Car, Man, car wise, I was I was watching um every car channel. So was Doug Demiro out? Doug Demiro was. He was doing okay. his thing. Street Speed was very early. He had a Hellcat. Oh, Street Speed. Street Speed He's had a Hellcat. That long? Mm-hmm. He had a Hellcat. Doug Demiro almost crashed his Hellcat. Wow. So I saw. I definitely saw that. Um. Um. I mean, I, I was watching anybody who was out car related. Right. I was watching. I was consuming a lot of YouTube at that time. You have to. You yeah. have to consume because if you, if you don't, you can't just get on YouTube and think you're going to blow up. But, but that's have. how I also identify what yeah. was missing. Right. You have to know see, what's out there. I didn't see. I didn't see me. I didn't see my city. I didn't <laughs> see it. It wasn't right. there. So I'm like, all right. Well, it's I'm still. It still really isn't. To be honest, it still no. really isn't. No. There's. Really, I think they're waiting for me to come back. You said you're too too busy, bro. Yo, bro, life, man. Oh, God. So I haven't made a video in seven months, bro. There's not a day that goes by that I don't get a DM that be like, yo, where the video's at? That's what I was going through. And um, I just, life life has been great, right? Yeah. But so much has changed. When I started YouTube in 2017, I was, I had a girlfriend. <laughs> you know, yeah, that, was, that was the extent of it. Yeah. But I was able to move however I wanted to move, right. do whatever it is that I wanted to do, and uh, you know, I was just I was able to just create content freely. Right. Um, fast forward to today, it's crazy what happens in such a short amount of time. But I'm a man with children and a wife, and you know, I was paying rent. I don't. I'm. I'm I got a big house now. (laughs) Like, you know, responsibilities just add up and getting up and running out to go to an event, a race, a car. It's just not in my cards right now. Um, And I noticed that I had got to a cadence of doing three videos a week. Um, That's what I found to work for me 
for the YouTube algorithm. Yeah. Um, however, when you can't truly make the content that you make that people know you for, when it's like when you go to your favorite restaurant, you know what you're going to get every time. Mm -hmm. When it starts tasting a little different, you know, you start weaning off of it. And my content started to taste a little different because my life was changing. So I was forcing it to make videos. Yeah. And a creator should never force their artistry. They should never do it. Right. And it took me about a year of forcing videos, but it, because I was doing some major stuff, right? I was taking on major things. I mean, you know, in the height of things, I was giving away a car that I did for free. I built the car, I bought a Chrysler 300, um, and I literally revitalized this car, made it everything that I would want in a 300, and I gave it away for free. No money, no raffle, no t-shirts, nothing. All you had to do was be subscribed to my channel and follow me on Instagram. And with my partners at the time, Auto Tempest, yeah. which they got big. You know, you see them with now, uh, Tavarish and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, but they were my sponsors at the time. Oh, you wow. know, with them, we got together. We did this campaign. They paid me to talk about Auto Tempest. Okay. I took that money and gave it to my audience in the form of building a car and giving it away. I didn't pocket that money. That was for me. But I gave it to my people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's just, that's just what my heart was at the time, right? So that was one of the most successful campaigns that I had ever done. There's a lot of people right now that's going to watch this and be like, yo, I bet I did the <laughs> STEMI Hemi. I called it the STEMI Hemi because at the time, everything was talking about stimulus, stimulus, stimulus. So oh, whereas wow. people was out of money, I'm dumping thousands of dollars into a car and literally giving it to someone. Someone um, pick, came and picked up the car, drove it back to Texas. Wow. Sold the car, but it is what it is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, <laughs> It'd be then like that. all the while, my life is changing. Right after that car left, I had just moved into my new house. And I put that on my video and everything. But after that, man, just life started lifing. <laughs> just responsibility started piling on top of one another. Yeah. I have a day job. You know what I'm saying? I mean, obviously, I told you I came to YouTube with a twin turbo Porsche. Right. Obviously, it wasn't YouTube that did what I have. It's, it's what I do, my profession. And so stuff like wh that. what do you do? Because this is something that I, I don't ask people because it, it could be very personal. But, I mean, you seem pretty transparent. I am. So what do you do for work that you're able to afford the cars that you own? So um, my day job uh, is it's funny. It's also in the auto industry. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought, for some reason, I thought you did IT. Nah, man. I could have sworn you told me you were IT, or maybe it was... Um... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was my other dude. Yeah. Um, but uh, nah, me, I've always been in sales. Um, I started my first job. I told you the job I worked 12-hour days. Yeah. I was a car salesman. Oh. 12-hour days. And I've worked my way up through the automotive industry. Now I'm on the corporate side. Okay. I can't say which one of the brands I work for. No, that's cool. That's but cool. I, work for, I work for a major automotive brand i am a brand representative so i represent the brand okay um and that is my day job and i work my way up to that <laughs> i work my ass off getting to that um also that being said it's not only me you know what i'm saying i have a dual income household it's not just me right my wife make paper you know what i'm saying <laughs> so <laughs> that dual income household is how you know i'm able to you know, sustain, even not making YouTube videos anymore. Granted, thank God for 
people talk about royalties. Thank God for YouTube. I'm still getting checks from YouTube. Yeah, that's the, that's they're, the they might be small now. Right. They used to be much larger. They pay a car payment, they're a small, car insurance. They're something. small now, or whatever the case may be, because I don't make videos anymore. But it's still, you know, just right. just just money that comes in and it's like, oh, okay, that's that's cute. A few hundred dollars, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I <laughs> However, you. but I, I'm still appreciative of it, right? Right. Um, but that's how I'm able to manage and sustain. If I was on my own, I wouldn't I don't I wouldn't be able to have all that I have today without without the uh, without my partner. Yeah, that's important. Without my it's partner. Definitely important. I think a lot of people don't like to talk about that because they feel like it's kind of um, embarrassing to have their, their wife or girlfriend help them out with stuff. But I know there's a lot of people no, out there that be having their girls buy their car parts. And there's nothing wrong with that, honestly. Like, oh, no, that's one thing. My wife, she ain't buying me no damn car. Listen, the well, car stuff, that's on me. Whatever it is that I want to do with the car stuff, that's on me. She ain't getting involved. She don't yeah. understand it. She, but she loved me, so she rock with it. The car stuff, that's on me. I wasn't yeah. talking about that stuff that I have. But everything else, the life I'm able to live, the life I'm able to give my children mm -hmm. is because uh, of this, this partnership that we have. Right, right, right. No, I, I, I'm not saying your girl's buying your car parts. No, I'm just, I had I'm to clarify. Saying, I'm saying, you, you might know that, but somebody I, else yeah, watching yeah, yeah, that yeah, might yeah. take no, that the yeah, wrong I know. way. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you cleared it up. But to. I know there's a lot of people who are out there who, um, which is like, if Mod that's cool. paid to build a Hellcat. So speak about the importance of Mod to Fame because I think you were ahead of your time with that with that whole month thing. I've always been like that in my whole life. Yeah. So you, you had a video where you mentioned what it was. Can you kind of explain um, how Mott to Fame started? Yeah. So uh, Mott to Fame, my initial idea was going to be at the time magazines were closing. Um, subscriptions were drying up. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, where are we going to get our content about cars? Like, you know, what's coming out? What's new? I was like, it's going to be YouTube. So Mott to Fame, the initial intention was not to do features on factory cars but to be features on built cars mm. and uh it wasn't really supposed to be about me but that's what was clicking that's what yeah. people started to identify with that's what people started to connect to right so that's what it organically became however if if when not if when i do it all over again yeah i'm gonna make it about people and not necessarily about myself because my life today is boring you were already doing that though. That's why I said it was it was yeah. already ahead of its time because you were doing interviews with people who were already who were yeah. already, you know, uh relevant in the car community mm -hmm. and had cars and um you know, made a name for themselves. But you initially had stated in the video that the reason you started it was because you had a friend that had a BMW, I believe. Mm. And he went from a couple hundred followers to seventy thousand, I believe. So um, uh I think you're referring to Hellcat Enforcer. Um, Hellcat, which he has Greg, a lot of followers Hellcat now. Hellcat Enforcer, shout to him. My first viral video. That really? was my first viral. My first video that did a million views was Greg Hellcat Enforcer. I feel like him and I are eternally tied at the hip for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because and then subsequent videos that I did of different iterations of his car. Right. As we went along, but he introduced me to the power of the Hellcat on social media. Mm. Um, before that, I didn't have a Hellcat. Right. Right. So once I saw that, I was like, well, this is a business now. Because at this time, Mod to Fame is now becoming a business. It's not just this little hobby thing anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, now I'm monetizing. I'm like, oh, okay, let me try to run this up. Yeah. So uh, I went out and I bought a Hellcat. But as a car guy, I knew that my brother introduced me to the Challenger. My brother had an RT Classic, uh, Plum Crazy, Slam 21s. 
uh, KW coilovers, all that. He did it different. He did a, a, a JDM style build. Yeah. Stanced everything out, but on a Challenger way back before these kids today are doing it right or whatever so if you google search you might you might come across that today but that was my introduction to the challenger but greg introduced me to the hellcat part of the challenger right right so i was like i'm gonna get a hellcat Charlie, and it was the right move well i'm talking about the video with uh what you what you announced that you were going to do mod to fame you were like on vacation or something like that that was actually a, a that was later it was and later, right? That was later in Mod to Fame. I was, uh, I think I might have talked about the purpose a little bit. Right, the purpose, the purpose. Yeah, and but the purpose was always supposed to be to feature um, the community right, of cars. Right, exactly. But what I'm, my point with that is that you were already selfless. Like, you were already thinking about other people before um, you put yourself first in, in YouTube. Yep. And I think that's a very important factor to your growth is because you're thinking about everybody else and you're not doing what everybody else is doing and just talking about, themselves their cars right what they what their lives i feel like i got away from that and that's why whatever next iteration i do is going to be back to what the origin right why i was doing what i was doing i I gotta get back to that i think you should man because that um it came across very genuine and like you said towards the end you started to get kind of like um i'm not tired but it's like I couldn't maintain it. You couldn't maintain it, and you're not doing it. For I couldn't the same get. I couldn't maintain started. getting up 7 a.m. on a Saturday to meet somebody at Bear Mountain, and <laughs> shoot for you know the vibe. Yeah, six to eight hours. I couldn't maintain that, man. I just couldn't. I couldn't uh, get up and meet somebody down in Times Square to shoot for mad long. I couldn't maintain it with my current lifestyle. It's tough. It's not easy doing content. Life, life changes, man, 100%, and it changes fast, bro. And that's the beautiful thing about that is no matter what you feel like your situation is today, Yeah. in a few – I always have a saying that time heals all. And heals hurt to walk in, but they go with the purse that you carry your lip gloss anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Point is, man, um, you know, I, I – I, I want to get back and um, I, I have a, I'm still formulating a strategy yeah. on how I'm going to get back to it. So I am coming back, y'all. I'm, it's happening. <laughs> I'm coming back and we're going to make that happen. So um, the Hellcat. Yeah. Right. Now that is what I kind of know you for, honestly. When that's I first what, met you, you had the Hellcat. That's what. I didn't know you for the Porsches and so on. And I think that that's, for me, that's. That's what my channel went up Your on. car. Right. So what inspired you to find this car why was why were you looking for the cheapest car in the country or did it just happen to be that way <laughs> so i was looking for a storyline remember i told you that uh i decided that this was going to be a business move right so i knew i had to create a storyline that people would latch onto and follow for a long time so buying a hellcat okay people were buying hellcats at the time everybody yeah. was like i got my new hellcat and they were doing it as a flex right so me i took it in the other direction where I scoured the country on the internet looking for help, and I end up finding the cheapest one in the country. How much was it? 44000 out the door. How many miles were on it? 34000 34000 34000 44000 40? 44. Today, that same car in stock trim with 50,000 miles is 50000 Wow. So I, I, that, was, that, was, that was the come up of all come ups for me. <laughs> that car, that car was a come up of all come ups for me. Um, um, but once I got into it, man, I fell in love with the car. 
I got it as a business. Yeah. But I actually fell in love with the car. Did you drive one before you actually purchased it? Mm -hmm. Or that was your first time driving when you first picked time. it up? Oh, that's awesome. First time I left the dealership, went out on the highway, hit 180 mile an hour, and was Easy. in love with it ever since. Easy 180. Eh, it was slow then. It was stock. So really? it took a while. <laughs> <laughs> it took a while. It took a while. To I don't know, there. man. You said the American cars, you know, they, you know. I mean, my perception of speed is just warped now. Yeah. You know, my car to me, honestly, when I, so I, I attend this event called Race Motive. It's a big road right, race event. Right. Those are my guys, 100%. You know what I'm saying? I attend this event. And at that event, my car is middle of the road, middle of the pack. Because they got all of these twin turbo, 10 cylinder, whether it's Lambo, R8s, yeah. or it's the, the big power GTRs, you know, you know, it's just all of those cars, big power Vipers, huge money builds, quarter million, half a million, million dollar builds that attend this event. What? And I'm just in awe, right? Because it's levels. Yeah. I'm slow there. <laughs> I'm slow. You mean now or back then? No, no, no. I'm slow there today. Wow. 170s is slow there. Like it's, it's not slow, but it's like middle. Right. It's like middle of the road, middle of the pack. It's not, nobody's like, oh my God, you know, it's, yeah. it's not that, but because it's levels to everything. But I fell in love with that car, man, because I just couldn't believe that it gave you that much value for the dollar. I mean, you talk about heated and cool seats, full soft leathers, you know what I'm saying? I had the, I got the, the, the butter pecan leathers on the inside, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, comfortable, handles relatively well for what it is yeah and just an all-around car i used to be racing everybody full interior you know i would race all day and then drive home like nothing yeah that's it's it, that's, i fell in love with that car with that platform and just the way it made me feel man it's nothing like feeling out of control but being in control knowing that you can be out of control in any minute <laughs> i love porsche i have a porsche I love them, but if I drive that car fast, was it me that made the car go fast, or was it the engineering that Porsche did? When you make an American boat go fast, it was you, homie. You did that. <laughs> you did that. And I could, I, I don't care if I'm slower. I don't care. I did that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I and that's like, the uh, feeling that I get that American cars give you that foreign cars just don't. And I love foreign cars. Right. I love all cars, but I love them for different things. I think that um, Porsche is, you get in the car, it does whatever you want it to do. It is amazing. Yeah. It, it will it'll warp your brain what it can do. Right. But I don't want to be in awe of the car. I want to be in awe of my skill set. Right. And what I can do. That's what most people um, say when it comes to Porsche. Amazing cars. But, amazing. Um, I feel like you can probably get pretty bored of it, if that makes sense. They are, they are so consistent, you can. Right. Because Absolutely. of the consistency, not because of anything else. Mm -hmm. And I had this discussion with somebody one time, and they kind of got offended because I was saying that. Oh, well, have you, have you ever drove a Porsche? Yeah, I have. But I'm just telling you my opinion. I'm not saying it's a bad car. But it's I'm just an amazing it's, car. It's an amazing car. It's but an engineering marvel. Right. It, it just means that for me and my personality, I feel like I get bored of it. I'm already bored of my car. You right. know, but my car has a lot more potential, way more potential. But Oh, yeah. I Those just... I don't want anybody to misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm yeah. super impressed with what uh, the BMWs are able to do today. Right. They have finally made it to the party somewhat. <laughs> they finally they made, made it to, it the, to party the party somewhat. 
what I'm saying? But and I'm impressed. I I I give credit where credit is due, man. You yeah. know, shout to what they're able to do today. But American Car has been doing that for a very long time. No, I I agree. I agree. I just wanted to see what your take on that was when it comes to American versus you know. And y'all can chop that up. Use it however you want. Yeah. Come at me. Come at me however you want. Come at me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to chop it up. So I'm going to try to make you look as bad as possible. I love it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, no. Let's do that. Let's go viral. Nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> let's go viral. I said it. I said it. Yeah, and this is all controversial stuff. So um, before we get into a little bit like down the road with the Hellcat, there's a video that you posted and you were talking about um, lowered cars or spacers are not builds no they're not builds okay so this car behind it? us is uh lowered with spacers i like to call that oem plus oem plus i like i, I like to that. think of it as oem plus i hear that a lot now more like, so with bmws yeah so it looks good you know it's still oem still factory or whatever okay but it looks good it looks better you know a little tent a little lauren you know maybe a little exhaust or something oem yeah. plus so what what is considered a build then if you don't have spacers, let's say if you get a set of wheels, is that a build? Just wheels? Yeah, and suspension. Or maybe you have like um, just springs on your car, lowering springs. All right. A drop, wheels, nothing else, you're getting there. <laughs> but you got to okay. tie it all in. Right. I'm a very detailed person when it comes to modern cars. That's my background, though. My background is in making cars look beautiful. With my cars have always looked like nothing is done mm -hmm. but everything is done it's so clean clean so well put together the fitment is always like i, I don't do stance i think that stuff is crazy like the wheels sitting out and cambered out and like the 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 negative yeah 10 degree cam i don't know back in the day negative three was like whoa like <laughs> negative three degree cam like that's what we had you know right. what i'm saying but this stuff today i don't understand uh the stance stuff but fitment flush, I guess is what they call flush, it today. Yeah. That's my style, 100%. And what considers a build to me is once you tie it all in. Yes, you get wheels, but not just any wheels. You get wheels that fit the, the aesthetic of the vehicle. You get the right fitment of those wheels. You know what I'm right. saying? You, you flush it out nice. You get the right tires. You don't buy the Juan Lees. You buy the, you know what I'm saying? You buy the nicer brand tires or whatever because they roll different. You know right. what I mean? The way that they sit on the rim, the way the bead comes off of the rim. This is all technical stuff that makes everybody's eyes glaze over, but this is the stuff I love. Yeah. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? So um, then you could do springs, but just make sure that you get the right ones. And if you got to if you gotta massage them a little bit to get it to sit right, ain't nothing wrong with that. Do what you got to do, playboy. Right. You know what I'm saying? In addition to that, do some accents. You know what I'm saying? Make sure that don't just throw film over the light. Just throw film over the amber, like the tinted mm. film. You know what I'm saying? Cut it out. Details. Make it flow nice. You know what I'm saying? Give it some details. details. Get a nice little spoiler. Tie it all in, and that's a build. Okay. Build doesn't mean a lot of money. Build just yeah. means it's you. you. You made it yours. So it's not really what you do. It's how you do it. It's how you do it. Right. It's how you pull it all I together. Think I think your brother mentioned that in one of his in one of the videos when you first featured him on the yeah, channel. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's all it's all in how you do it. It could definitely relate to it's that. Yeah, it's your execution that makes it a build. Right. So you mentioned also in that video you were talking about uh, wheels and custom wheels and making sure that when you do purchase the wheels that you're looking at the spec of it and designing the wheel in terms of where it sits in relation to the calipers and so on. So yeah, how do you go about 
choosing the right wheels without actually having them in front of you. That's the hardest part. First of all, you got to know the specs of your car. Okay. Um, and that, that requires some time more than just going on Google and saying, what's the offset? Right. right? Because everyone's idea of good fitment and offset is, is different. Yeah. So in my case, like if I don't already have, I actually have a A to Z list of fitments of cars, different brands, bolt patterns, all that kind of stuff. I have it in a Google Doc. Really? So that if I ever get that car, yeah, I know what size width I'm going to run, what tire I'm going to run, and how I'm going to sit it perfectly so that it fits nice and flush. I have that uh, literally in my in my. Based phone. on how you want the, the wheels to Based sit? Based on how I want it to sit. Okay. Are you a fan of like three-piece wheels? You do a lot of three-piece yeah. wheels? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, what I, that's all I used to do. My Corvette still has three-piece wheels on it. Um, but uh, when you go to racing, it's all about weight. Right. And three-piece wheels are heavier. Because of the hardware and all that kind of stuff. So right. on a Hellcat, no, I don't have that. You don't because have I had to I had to focus on weight reduction. But I do have a set of daily wheels that I run and even at a twenty by eleven with a negative three offset, it wasn't low enough for me. So I run spacers. <laughs> to push <laughs> oh, it past neck to push it all the way out. It gotta sit. Even though my car makes well over twelve hundred wheel horsepower, yeah, yeah. It's still gotta sit flush do you agree with if you have rep wheels on your car it's still i don't care what wheels you got okay Are as you... long as as long as the, it fits the car and as long as the fitment is nice you can have the cheapest wheels you can have xxrs you can have esr s esr absolutely esr makes a good wheel man see i had this discussion the other day or they last make a week. good wheel now 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 mm -hmm. but a lot of people um i think it's when you come out as a rep company it's just like a thing that just it's it's hard to get out of that everybody got to start somewhere bro but I, it's hard now and how toxic the car community is now where it's like they're just never gonna look at it as a you know a high-end wheel okay that's fine that's for tough. them it's my bad. I, I don't care no i i, I agree i don't care what you do. i i was gonna put esr wheels on, on my supra and then everyone was like nah but i mean i could do whatever i want but I just, you know what I'm saying? I feel like... Your fitment is very nice on your Super, by the way. I was looking at it. Oh, thank you. It looks good. The fitment you. is nice. I, I approve. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell if you was being sarcastic at first. Nah, legit, legit, uh, legit. It looks nice. Um, so those those were actually sent by Vossen. Mm -hmm. um, I, they literally just sent it to me. Spec, it was deep concave. And <laughs> I honestly didn't even know what the offset was. He just said, hey, we, what car is it? Okay, cool. They sent them, and that was that was what it was, and they fit the way they do. Most big companies that's been around a long time, if you tell the owner of the company, not the people that work there, yeah, but if you tell the owner of the company my or my brother's first name, they will say, "Oh yeah, I know them." <laughs> I've been doing this a long time. Yeah, bro. a lot of a lot. I'm telling. I think I've a been lot of doing this a long time, bro. Yeah. So when I speak, I'm speaking from you know, I'm speaking from experience. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that comment. It's, that was very nice of you to say my super fitment is nice, but those it wheels is. aren't going to be on there too long. I'm looking for some three-piece, um, but okay. I'm going to have to wait, unfortunately, because shipping times on wheels that I want are months. So That's the game, brother. Yeah, it's game. always been like that, um, yeah. especially if they're coming from Japan or something like that. Yeah, they're, exactly. They're coming from Japan. So I know. Um, all right. So let's talk about this Hellcat. Last time I, last time I saw you, <laughs> last time i saw you uh it was when i actually was putting 
I don't know if it was those tires. Oh, the tire had a hole in it. Yeah. It's getting a plug. And you got an alignment that day, too. And you were working on your car. Yep. And where was I? In track. In track, baby. <laughs> Shout out to my boy, man. Vern, um, oh. Jason. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I actually went there to get an alignment. That was the first time I've ever been there. Mm -hmm. um, I was told to go there for a while, but it was just out of the way. It's out of the way for me. So time I went there. I was impressed. That's when, we, that's when I ran into you, actually. I was getting my alignment done. Yep. Um, so you mentioned to me <laughs> that you were doing something. You were going to, I don't know if you're going to. Race to motive. Race motive, right? Mm -hmm. Did you end up going or no? Yeah, I went. So how was, how was that? How was the experience that time? It's always amazing, man. That is a super amazing event. Um, unfortunately, I've only ever gone when it was like super hot outside. Right. So I've never caught like the good weather and all that kind of stuff that other yeah. people have. But it didn't matter. I've always had a great time there. So you mentioned to me that your car was going to be faster than Reef's car. You said Reef? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I felt like I was going to beat him in a race. I didn't care what uh, his mile an hour was going to be. Yeah. I felt like I was definitely one, and I still feel one bajillion percent to this day that I would beat him to the line. I had an amazing race, I think, that day with um, Reef didn't make it to that event. Um, something happened with his car. Mm -hmm. That happens at this power level. When you Which car, though? The 335. Okay, 335. When you over 1,000 wheel horsepower, it's going to happen. You're going to break stuff. Stuff is not going to go right. That's just how it goes. Um, so he didn't make that event. I, I, I didn't make events that he went to, so we never got a chance to get that race off. Um, however, uh, I did race um, my guy Frank. Okay. Um, Southside Motorsports. He builds the, 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 uh, the E36 BMWs and stuff like right. that. So I raced his 1,200 horsepower um, E36. His car went 171 mile an hour on that run, and I went 166 mile an hour on that run. Who crossed the line first? Oh. I did. I crossed the line first. Um, the thing about uh, putting up mile an hour in times, yeah. when you're racing head to head, the mile an hour only means that at some point you will pass me. Right. Right. So if we're racing at some point, you will pass me. But if the line is the end space, the line is the end. And I crossed mm. the line ahead of him. We started together, clean starts and all of that. Great race. One of the best races I've ever had. And my 4,400 pound car beat his 1,200 horsepower, 3,500 pound Wow. 3,300, probably about 3,300 pound car to the line. Now, Reef, I think, also runs about that 170 to 170. I think his best was might have been 174 one time. Mm -hmm. That shit don't worry me. It don't worry me. Because the way torque works, big motor V8s, yeah. they pop. And it's hard to pull them back. Once, the, once another fast car gets out on you, yeah. it's hard to pull that car back in time. So what's done to your car? Good question. My setup was actually, as big builds go, my setup was simple. Um, and the reason why is because working with um, my boys at Intrac, they're not a specific Mopar shop or anything like that. Right, which is I was Vern like, is my boy. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And Vern is like, yo, I got a lift. And I got some pretty talented guys that can follow instruction. Here's my shop. Here's my lift. Here's my guys with good instruction. Tell them what to do. I built my car. 
My car came from here. I built that car. Nobody else built that car. When I decided that I was going to go twin turbo, nobody was doing twin turbo. Nobody <laughs> was doing twin turbos on Hellcats. Nobody. People tried and they failed miserably. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is pure D facts. No one had a daily drivable, usable Hellcat that was fast everywhere. Fast on the street, fast on the day-to-day, works. No one had that, mm -hmm. right? I set out to do it, and I did it. I documented a year worth of heartache, pain, going through it. Vern went through it with me step-by-step step at Intrac. He was in the trenches with me. Yeah. And we got it done. You know what I'm saying? And to this day, that's why I'm so proud of the numbers that my car was able to accomplish because I set the roadmap for what you see today. The twin turbo, Mopars, Hemis, they saw me. They saw what I, what I was able to do. Mm -hmm. And they, they went back to it and said, let's try it again. Because if a YouTuber could do it, then I could do it. Because they know a Mopar shop didn't build my car. So they know it had to be me. Yeah. So that all came from here. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> Talking shit, man. It all Talk came from shit. here, you feel? Yeah. So um, that car, that's why I'm so proud of that car. I'm proud of that car because, you know what I'm saying, a guy who didn't necessarily know much about it. Yeah. I jumped into Hellcats or based off of YouTube. Right. And then for me to do what I've done with that platform, absolutely amazing and still untouched to this day as far as there is no manual Hellcat that's as fast as mine. And... The in the world, Craig. The world. <laughs> oh, the Craig. That's funny. There is uh, no <laughs> manual Hellcat that is as fast as mine. That's wild. None. So, how much power are you making in that car? That car, the most dyno that was spinning on Intrax dyno, it made 1242. 1242. Spinning. Spinning. Mm -hmm. Was it a Mustang dyno? No, it was made. So the good thing is, because we did everything at Intrax, yeah. the baseline dyno, when I first bought the car... The first dyno ever, completely stock, was 664. So I doubled the power of the car. That's impressive. Mm -hmm. So if there was no other car that was doing that, how were you able to put this together? Where were you sourcing That's parts That's the way my mind works. Um, my mind works on looking at other platforms, right? So if no one's doing it in the, in the Hemi community, yeah. who is doing it and what are they doing? Once again, I got to give shouts out to my guy, Frank, at Southside Motorsports, because... That's why I respect him so much. He helped me when I was having boost leak issues and I didn't understand what boost leak issues were. Right. He helped me to, to be able to discern what was going on with my car over the phone. So that's a different platform. That's not a Hemi platform. The Mustang guys laid the blueprint. They laid the blueprint for twin turbo American cars going fast, in my opinion, modern. Twin turbo modern American cars. Yeah. Mustangs laid the blueprint. So I dissected what they did. And took what they did and figured it out for my platform. The biggest thing with Hellcats, the problem is, is the computer. I'm stock computer. That's another thing. Dog, I'm stock computer. I doubled the horsepower on my car and I'm stock computer and I drive it to the supermarket when I feel like. <laughs> I drive it out on a date when I feel like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, being able to do that um, is just a, a sense of just, just, just pride for me, bro. And thank goodness for other platforms doing it that I was able to look at it and reverse engineer it. Um, the biggest problem that we had was getting past all of the parameters for the stock computer looking for the supercharger. The stock computer 
looks for oh, the supercharger. Right, 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 right. Looks for the supercharger in more than four places. That I got to fool a computer at four places to figure out how to get around making it work with turbos. And I had to figure that out on my own. Shout to my tuner, Drag on Tuning. He's like the Jedi master, mind master, right? <laughs> he is like, he looks at my log. He'll tell me, there's a problem. Go fix it. That's what he does. He doesn't say, look at this wire, at this, at this. You got a problem. Find it. So now I got to go on a, a, a treasure hunt finding the issue. But what that did was, that taught me, man, I could build another twin turbo Hellcat tomorrow that is going to be fast and work. There are shops right now. There are shops. There are shops. There are, there, are, there are shops right now with somebody's car sitting in the back trying to figure out how to make a twin turbo build work. And that person is out of their pocket $80,000. Damn. Right now, I could walk into that shop tomorrow and get that car working. That's what's up in here. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Eventually, I might do something with it. I don't know. But, that's, but my brain has always worked like that, bro. When yeah. I did wheels, when I did wheels, I drew on a piece of paper a wheel that instead of going straight up and down like this, a wheel that went like this. That is called concave today. I drew on a napkin what that was. I took it to the engineers that made the wheels for me, and they said it couldn't be done. Two years later, somebody that had a mind like me figured it out. Shout out to 364. Shout out to Jordan down in Miami. He figured that out, how to get it done. Changed the game completely for three-piece wheels. Changed the game completely. I drew that shit on a napkin two years before. My brain has always worked in that way. When I didn't see somebody on YouTube doing what I was doing, yeah. I jumped in because my brain works that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I know there's somebody going to be saying cap to your story. There's always going to be these young guys who are going to say that's cap. That's because they ain't doing nothing. Right. They ain't doing nothing. They, <laughs> they, 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 they haven't even begun to walk the first 10 steps that I've walked. Nah, you know it's just people. It's just They comments. don't have no experience. They don't have no knowledge. And I love when people hate on me because you know what happens? The numbers go up. <laughs> the I numbers wanna say go it. up. I want to say it. You said it first. The numbers go up. <laughs> you said so hate all you want. Say whatever it is that you got to say. And a lot of people, man, I, I learned to live with that. When you a YouTuber, dog, Yo. when you are a YouTuber and you post a video and yes, there are 3,000 comments, mm -hmm. but if 1% is negative comments, dog, that's, what is that, 30? Yeah. That's 30 bad comments. You're like, why they coming at me like that? Initially, you start out by saying, why they coming out at me like that? Mm -hmm. And then eventually, you'll be like, okay, cool. I don't even respond, honestly, anymore. Like I used yeah, to. Yeah, 100%. So that was your first boosted car ever? No. The Porsche was boosted. The uh, But that you built. That I built? Yeah. That was my first turbo car that I built. Turbo car. That, that was, was my first, first turbo, turbo car. car that I built. So it didn't just... Supercharger I had done. Right. Turbos first. So, but you didn't start, like, it didn't start off making the power it made, right? Hell how many years, of, how, what was the timeline for that? For that two years to get it completely to where I got it to. Two years where I can drive it three hours to a race event, race it all day and drive it home, you know, and then go out to dinner the next day. It took two years. Two years. 
So what's next for that car? So that car right now, um, oh, I never told you what was done. Uh, it was a basic, uh, the bottom end is piston rod. Um, basically, it's a different stroke that takes it from a 376 cubic inch to a 426 cubic inch. Okay. Um, however, it's the same, it's in the same block, uh, but my heads were stock. Uh, my motor was a really simple build, just basic piston and rod motor. Right. Um, so that, what I would notice on a dyno graph is right around 6,000 RPM, my power would start healing off down okay. the other way. And it's because my heads couldn't flow enough. They were stock. Um, so it also had a very uh, basic small cam because I didn't want a lot of chop because I didn't want to lose drivability. For me, drivability was super important, right. but that's also sacrificing a lot of power. So the next iteration is I'm currently doing another motor build. Shout out to Steve White Motors down in Newton, North Carolina. Amazing um, Dodge dealership down there. Mm -hmm. uh, they're building me a 411 stroker. Um, this time I'm doing heads. I'm doing a bigger cam. Um, my car uh, it made 1242 at 22 pounds of boost. Probably at 20 pounds of boost, my goal is to hit at 20 pounds of boost about 13 and change. And at 25 pounds of boost, I hope to be around 15. Damn. 1500. 1500. Yeah. Well, you have you ever driven a car that that with that much power before? You I have not. I've not driven a 1500 horsepower car. I've driven very fast cars, but I have not driven a 15 horse 1500. No. Oh, I'm lying. I'm sorry. I drove an 1800 horsepower Viper. Oh, that sucks. Cause it kind of, so it didn't ruin the experience for your, for your Hellcat. No, I was going to say different. So what was it? What was, can you talk about that first experience when you first got into your, well, I don't know. Oh man, Hellcat watch the video. You could go back and watch the video. I drove the car home. It was slow. It was slow, but it was so fast to me. <laughs> Cause I was like, Oh my God, it works. And it wasn't really working yeah, well, yeah. but at the same time, the car fired, it ran. It was right. like, Oh my God, we, I can drive this. It was like two months where the car wouldn't run. Like I had to figure it out, you know what I'm saying? So I, it was, I drove it home making maybe about 850 wheel horsepower, That's but it felt so fast to me. I, the car had made 940 blower. Yeah. So it was slower than what it was, right? right? But that was also on pump 93. Now today, the car mm. made 960 on pump 93. So what about, ethanol, what about what, on, on E85, 12 on race gas to go up, it was, I'm, my assumption is I never was able to make it on a dyno, but probably about 13 is what, what would have been the limit. What about the transmission in that car? Woo! Shout out to G-Force Transmissions. Um, that's another thing that I developed uh, that didn't exist. There was no solution for big power manual Hellcats to not break the input gear. That car breaks, was chewing up transmissions. I went through six of them. Six? Six transmissions, three grand a pop. Damn. Six transmission, about three grand a pop, plus the build. Three grand for the for the core, then the build on top of that, and I went through six of them, um, because my car was just making so much torque, it was just it just kept breaking, and it's the weight, yeah, forty four hundred pounds, because I never would take a, I I was I was big proud on that I was doing all that racing full weight. By the way, that four six is full weight, um, that four six sixty one thirty yeah, yeah. full weight full weight. Um, wow. That the so I finally was able to develop with G force a dog engagement, a dog ring, call it dog box, whatever mm -hmm. you want, um, transmission that has been able to hold. You can look at the, go back and look at that video too. Right. Um, I'll put it the, in the link. The, in the gear set is thicker, um, so it can hold the weight. 
and the torque because with turbos um a lot of people think supercharger is hard but turbos when they hit yeah they hit like a wall it's like nothing right and that sudden shock was breaking transmissions left and right for me so i finally developed something and now there's about five cars running my gear set around the country all making about you know 900 and up because 900 was the breaking point for the stock trains torque or horsepower uh torque 900 torque 900 torque was That's about the still stock a good amount point. man yeah but they're heavy cars right so 900 in that car is the same as 750 in a much lighter car right so there's this guy uh you know boosted lucky absolutely is he is he turbocharged or supercharged uh he is super he was stock blower um for a while yeah i think now he's gone uh with a whipple setup okay I he's he a was... good kid i actually don't i've never had a conversation with him like one-on-one -on -one, yeah but i can tell he's a good kid i like him yeah i think he's a good kid i i figured that maybe since you're saying that you you know you basically put on for the platform maybe he might have gotten some inspiration from your he's actually uh, said that in his videos before yeah like he's watched mod to fame videos and stuff like that i mean honestly if you're in this community mm -hmm. and you watched youtube yeah you're lying if you say you don't know who you mod haven't to fame seen is. yeah you're lying you've seen a mod to fame video if you're in this community and you watch youtube right in the mopar community mm -hmm. you know who mod to fame is so it's, is it safe to say that like you're like the Mopar king of YouTube, maybe? No, I am not, actually. Who is? Um, currently, that's, that's, that's tough. Currently, up in the high ranks right now, Boosted Lucky is definitely up there. But that's actually doing stuff out, not just making videos. That's actually going to the track. It's actually you know, going yeah, to events. Yeah, he's putting in work, man, putting in work. Demonology, okay. obviously. That's my YouTube pops. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's come for Thanksgiving at the house. We're family oh, wow, okay. now. You know what I'm saying? Off of YouTube. Yeah, yeah. We're family. Uh, and then you have the Mopar guys who's in it for the Flash. Right. Uh, like Corey SSG, who's in, who is all about my big house, my chains, my jewelry. That's where YouTube kind of, you know, yeah. our community really is attracted to the fast life. Mm -hmm. um, we always have been. That's why rap songs is, you know, all about that stuff, the fast life. Right. I don't live the fast life, so I've never attracted that audience. I've always just been a motorhead, so that's why I attract. But if you're asking me king of Mopar, that's hard. It depends on if you're talking about racing or if you're talking about Mopar on the whole. But generating the most views and stuff like that uh, in the racing side, I would say Demonology and like a Boosted Lucky, um, generating the most views. That doesn't mean there are others yeah. who are really good. Right. But generating the most views in racing, I would say them. So when is this car going to be done? What's the Never Worry 31st, seem like. When? Never worry 31st, seem like. Seem like it's never going to be done. I have life priorities. <laughs> YouTube ain't, ain't, ain't cutting checks the way it used to without yeah, yeah. me making videos. So um, with my priorities in life, I'm slow rolling this motor build. Piece okay. by piece, a couple thousand at a time. Because one thing people don't talk about is a cost for these big builds. It's big money. Big. I have another Hellcat in my Hellcat. Wow. Yeah. So how much can we give it? Can we give a number? Just so I know in my head how much it would cost to do something like that. Hellcats today probably go for about a, a narrow body one is probably about $75,000. So I have another Hellcat in my Hellcat. Damn. Mm -hmm. That's wild. That's through braking transmissions, 
blowing an engine, right? You know, all of that stuff. It that's what comes with the game. What turbos are you running before I? Bef- so I run um my, my turbos. It's another thing that I kind of put on for. Yeah. Uh, at least here regionally, um, Comp Turbo is not wasn't really known Com- nor really like respected as much. Yeah. But they're oilless, air cooled, so I don't have to worry about oil drainage or anything like that. Uh, and I, I definitely put on for them. And thankfully now I'm starting to see them a lot more yeah. on a lot of different builds. So are they is are they efficient though? Because of the oil? I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I haven't run another turbo to say something different. Okay. But what I can tell you is the power my car makes. It makes a lot of power yeah. at very low boost. So, you know, I told you it, at 12 pounds of boost, it made 960. That's To crazy. the wheel. It's a lot of power. So I would say that's, you know, that's, you know, that's pretty good. Yeah. No, that's really impressive. I'm not making those numbers. I probably won't. I don't want to say ever, but anytime soon. So <laughs> you my need an American plan, car. <laughs> <laughs> my plan, and I said this the other day, I've never been to the track with my car, but I want to do a nine-second pass my very first time at the track. Do you think it's possible? How much power are you making? Not now, I'm saying. That's the goal. Your very first time? At the track. No. Why not? not? Happen. You're not going to be able to read the track. Um... You might slow roll in red light or something like that. I seriously doubt your first time out. You well, okay, so all right, there'll be some test passes with the draggy on the street. Maybe different, obviously, different. from the track. It's different. But you don't think it's possible to run a nine first time? First time, first pass, first day, sure. But first pass, like just you never going? No. I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. I'll make sure to clip this part out when I do. Do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> And I will also <laughs> replay it when you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, you won't see it if it doesn't happen. Trust me. You, won't see <laughs> see, you that type of YouTuber. You that type. Let me tell you about the different type of YouTubers. I'm the type of YouTuber that put everything out there. So nah, of course. People of course. be trying to clown me on stuff that I put out there. Yeah. You lost that race. You saw that video on my channel. I know I lost the race. I yeah. put it out there. You know what I'm saying? Because for me... I'm transparent. That's just how I am. Right. And then there's people like you who ain't going to show that just oh, you run a 10-second pass. <laughs> no, I, I'm saying it on here for a reason. Um, I'm going to post it. Um, so that's no, my next. That's my next. No, you're uh, not. Yes, I am. I'm going to post it. I'm saying it on here. Um, or maybe not. Maybe I won't post it. But <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> no, nah, I'm going to post it for real. But that's going to be the next uh, like journey for my personal channel for the, for the Supra. Yeah. Is to... Uh, build a nine second car yeah let um, me um let me give a let me give uh some love uh because a lot of times people who put on they don't get recognized for putting yeah. on and putting a a car or something on the map you know what i'm saying as far as twin turbo hellcats that's me i did mm-hmm. that nobody ain't never got to say it i'm saying it and it's the truth yeah you can't say otherwise because you can't show me videos of you doing it you know what i'm saying so right. that's that's facts the b58 can we put on for Dre? One stock. Um. Yeah. That yeah. took too long. No. So Tooks, I had that to took think. too long. Well, you asked me a question. I'm gonna answer it. I'm gonna have to think about it. That took I, too long, bro. Yeah, I, I would say so. It depends on how. Like you mean, just like YouTube you or just no one in general. No, no one knew those cars were fast. No one knew B58s were that fast. So here's my thing with that. Yes. Because this I was before the Supra. I would say Dre, but the way I look at this is a lot of these people say they're the fastest in New York. 
I feel you I'm may be the fastest. No, listen. Go ahead. You may be the fastest on social media, but I'm sure there's somebody who's 40, 50 years old who has a car sitting in the garage that they don't want to go out and race anymore that's probably going to spank everybody out here. But what did so, I say? I said, who put on? Who put it on the map? A 40 or 50 year old who never shows anything can't put something okay. on the map. So, in a sense of social media, yes. Yes. Forget social media, bro. Period. Period. I don't I, I can't say that because you don't know. There might be some there might be some dude in a different country or something like that who had a B fifty eight that had that was making crazy power. But if you don't know, then that means he didn't put on. That's what I don't agree with though. That's where that's where it's different for me. Listen, y'all hearing it from me, bro. Shout out to you, um, Dre One Stock. Shout out to I'm you. not I'm not hating. You know I'm not saying? knocking I'm not not yes. Okay, if you're looking at that in that way, yes. But I still feel like the world is a is a very large place. And there are a lot of other people doing things that may not be documented or may not be known, but they but may that's be. But that's not, that by definition, that's not putting on. Putting on, yes. Okay. Okay, thank you. And then in addition to that, um, you know, shout out to keeping a twin turbo legacy and really proving out my concept and showing what is possible with twin turbo Hemis. Shout out to Rippertoon, my man putting on, bro. You got to give it to him. It is what it is. Them track hawks are flying. He got 5,500-pound trucks running 860s in a quarter mile. Like, there's no That's impressive. there's no denying that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout to my man Anez with a 720S. He puts on for the 720S platform. I didn't know 720s could be that fast until he started showing up top tier, dragging him and the dude in Canada, them two going back and forth. Shout to them. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Shout to AIM for what they do with Porsches. You gotta, you gotta recognize the people who dominate a certain segment. It gotta go down in history that that's who did it. You know what I mean? I agree. It has to go down in history, and that's something that we don't do today. We don't, we don't give it up for the people who really did it and put on. I think, so back to, back to Dre. I think that he is, I think people do recognize that with him. Nah. Why, why not? I don't think to the, I think that people talk like they the best B58 out without saying, this is where I got it from. This is where I got the vision. No one does that. But that's, that's what goes no back to No one says, point, this though. is the blueprint. Thank you, sir, for that blueprint. Appreciate it for showing me that. No one does that. Well, we're also in New York, too. That's the problem. <laughs> we're also New that York. was the biggest problem about me doing videos too. Yeah. In New York. People was too busy trying to compete with me than to try to do interviews with me. That's the problem. They too busy trying to compete with bro. I'm not looking to compete with you. I'll spank you, but I'll still interview and love your car. <laughs> because I'm a car guy. So what's your definition of a car guy? My definition of a car guy is not someone who looks at cars and just thinks that they're nice or not someone who buys a car because they think it's going to make them popular on social media. A car guy thinks about cars when no one is around and it's all he can kind of think about. You know what I'm saying? When everybody else is thinking about uh, going to the bar or sports, a car guy eats, sleeps and breathes this. Um, sorry. Shout out to Peppa too. Um, putting on for the Supra in our region. Um, Mikey STI is the one I think the one that laid the blueprint. He beat me in a race with my Panamera at Cole Jag Strip. That car's fast. His wife was driving. 
<laughs> that day, she spanked me, or whatever the case may be, when yeah. the super first drop. You know what I'm saying? And now you see where they are today, or whatever the case may be. Um, I just, I just want to make sure that, because you know what? At the end of the day, bro, and whether somebody does it for me or not, I want to, this is the type of, this is the character of a person that I am. Right. That's just how I am. And I love cars. I love this car community. I'm a true car guy. Um, the people who put on and the ones that are the first to do it are the people who eat, sleep, and breathe that. That's all they eat. Bro, countless nights of thinking about, okay, if I run this vacuum line this way, will that fix the problem? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a car guy. Eat, I, to this day, I eat, sleep, and breathe cars. It's very controversial because I think people don't even understand what it means to be a car guy. But um, some people would disagree with what you're saying also because I think that just because, like, you buy a car, do it for whatever reason, some people feel like you still... They you know, like cars. They may like cars. Everybody yeah. likes cars. Everybody is like, that's a nice car. I like that car. <laughs> but no. A car guy can do what I did today. A car guy can literally break down four different industries within the car community. Give you track times. Give you, if you have this horsepower, this is what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. If you this weight, this is what you're going to do. If you go to a car show, this is the fitment you need to have. If you want to run a system, this is the polarity of the wires that you need. Like, a car guy can do that because his, the history, his experience... This is the stuff I can do because this is this is what I do, man. Right. This is it. And I wish, I wish that my brain worked this way when it comes to something that would have made me super rich. I wish <laughs> that my brain worked this way when it came to coding. Maybe I could have been the best engineering coding at Apple today and been a bajillionaire. But I'm sorry. My brain is, you know, some people waste their brain on rap lyrics. Mine is cause, man. My, I, every brain cell I got, man. Yeah, I, I definitely, uh, I definitely appreciate your 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 love for cars because it's definitely relatable. Um, but I mean, everybody's different when it comes to cars, and I, I feel like facts. Some people may just buy a car because they like it, but never really do any research. So, Good. but they still may consider themselves a car guy. You know what I'm saying? That's fine. But your definition was pretty clear and it was pretty to the point where it's like, I feel like once I post that, it's kind of like going to put an end to it because you're I was. going to have a lot of <laughs> clips to take out of this. Yeah, I am. But you're going to have a lot of clips to take out your of answers this. Are very, like, your answers are very straightforward and they're not, they're just like, you're sealing the deal on it and that's it. There's no, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I speak very matter of fact. Right. And the reason that comes from my profession, I have to be this way. I have to speak very matter of the fact there is no room for gray. Right. And that's how I deliver messages. It's tough for content. It's, it's tough for content, though. It is. That's why, my con that's why my channel will never be one of those huge, big, big channels because I don't fit everybody. Right. I'm not for everybody. If you, if, you, if you mess with me, you mess with me. If you don't, you don't. So... I'm a very small niche. Do you, do you feel like a lot of these uh, races that are going on, these street races, are mostly driven by social media? Street races have been going on forever. I just yes. told you I was all over the place as a kid. Yeah. So, no, street races is not going on because of social media. 
What's going on because of social media is the amount of people out there. The well, amount I mean, of bystanders. I mean, I mean, in terms of people getting into it now, do you think they're getting into it? It's more like if you want to get into street racing now, what you see Definitely. is what's on social media. Definitely. So your entryway into it may be not what it was originally 10 years ago. But anything, you got to take the good with the bad. That is absolutely true. There's a lot of people jumping into the street race thing because they want to be popping. You know what I'm saying? I don't street race. It's not my, th well, I don't do street, I don't block highways. I don't do that type of stuff. Um, there was a time in my life where I probably did. <laughs> but I'm, I'm old now. So uh, you have to take the good with the bad. Um, the good is that social media is also what's keeping tracks alive, keeping racing alive, mm. because racing was dying. Um, real racers hate YouTubers like me. Um, they don't understand how we can have an event at a racetrack and bring thousands of people out. Literally, some... We, I've had events, this is documented, this is on YouTube, you can go look at it. I've had events where thousands of people came out to a racetrack in the middle of nowhere because of who I am, right? Right. And real racers hate that because no one is in the stands when they doing events. They're not showing up, right? So we have to take the good with that social media has um, breathed, shout to like Cletus McFarlane, who breathed life back into racing again that are getting young people into racing and that's what's going to keep the sport alive mm -hmm. so then we also got to take the bad with um people jumping into racing for clout yeah it's always a yin and yang so you got to take both i agree what i don't mess with though as much as the the street takeovers and all that i don't mess with that a lot of people don't yeah. i at first when i when i first started doing episodes i would ask everybody that yeah. but across the board nobody's ever yeah one of my that. events i had a, a pit yeah um it was drag racing and a pit yeah drag racing lanes were full pit was empty they don't these guys do not believe in paying twenty dollars to be able to safely slide their car all i don't want to say all there are some that do believe in it but majority especially the bystanders who yeah. make it bad um yeah it's just a bad situation and i just hate the fact that i me doing pulls by myself at five o'clock in the morning when nobody is on the road is in the news classified as the same thing as what they're doing yeah it is we're, not the same we're all we're all under the same umbrella when it comes to yeah anything when yeah. it comes to takeovers yeah. a takeovers parking chills like but that's also the good with the bad right yeah you know what i'm saying that's that's the bad that comes along with it i agree i agree well how long are we what are we on time damn how long two hours yeah so, but I knew it was going to be two hours because there was a lot to talk about. Absolutely. Um, but I definitely appreciate your time, bro. This is a great conversation. Do you feel like there's anything we missed? Nah, man. I think, yeah. I think we touched on everything that needed to be touched on um, for, for more. You know what I mean? Watch out for my videos coming back. Yeah, tell them where to find you for the people who don't follow you for the i mean if you're watching this more than likely it's because you saw that it was my know, fame. There's but, some newcomers. But mod to fame. Uh, on everything, M-O-D, number two, F-A-M-E, on everything. Um, that is YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Yep, old people on Facebook. That's me. <laughs> Hi, I'm old people. Um, but yeah, mod to fame on everything. Yeah, I'll put it in the uh, description below I appreciate you. you. Yeah. I appreciate the opportunity, brother. I mean, you said you were supporting, so I mean. I, I had it to. Like, yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much, bro. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I hope to see the, the Hellcat soon. I, have, I mean, I saw when you're working on it, but soonish. I actually never seen it go. 
Actually, I saw you do a burnout with it. That's because you never come to none of the things. I know. I'm you never come to, to I'm, none I'm of the gonna, events. I have no choice to now. Like, I have to be at, at right. all the bigger events You gotta events come to the events. Right. You but I didn't have a purpose to before because I felt like I didn't want to be out there filming. Because that's how my channel content. blew up, bro. I've been active. Active. Yeah. I have to be now. I was active, bro. Definitely doing a ton of racing. That's one thing you can't say about me that I won't race. Go look at all my videos. Uh, it's yeah, funny be because uh, one of my boys had put up a challenge. Um, let's see if you could post more than 30 races. I posted like 50. Documented. 50 on Instagram. I did it like a year ago. Just 50 races with the same car. Jeez. Wins, losses, everything. But outside. You outside. But like I said, I appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you too, bro. So um, it's a little weird because I, I usually look over and... <laughs> Homeboy's not even here today. But actually, this is a great interview. Solo, which is cool. Josh, miss you, bro. But your spot might I have be, a feeling that he might have been trying be to empty. stand up. I have a feeling he might have been trying to stand up for the, uh, and I'd have to tear him down. What, I have a feeling mean? he might have been trying to stand up for the, for the, for the BMW. Oh, he would have had, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, had his own thing. Yeah. Yeah, he would have had his own I have a feeling he would have tried to stand up. Yeah. But that's because he knew to this. Well, he, to be honest with you, he knows a lot more about, the track life with the car yeah. than I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he definitely would have had his points. Yeah. But, but I, I, I'm glad you, anybody and anybody, if you want to have this conversation, I'm glad to have this conversation. Yeah. I'm not going to speak if I don't know something. Appreciate that. Whatever I gave you was what I, what I know of or I appreciate think. that. So um, I'm not going to sit here and, and go back and forth about and something. And I'm not BMW bashing. I have a BMW. It's you right definitely are a BMW basher, but well, it's right behind me. No, what I'm, you talking I'm, about? Kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right, guys. Well, um, until next time, make sure you guys hit that like button and subscribe. And make sure you guys are listening on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere, everywhere. Um, and we do appreciate it. We're now 26, like I said before, 26 in all auto automotive podcasts in the world, which is Fire. pretty impressive. Fire. So definitely head over and subscribe. All you got to do is hit the play button on the, on the episodes, and that counts as a download. So the more downloads, the more we move up in the ranks. But like I said, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for watching, and I'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.